Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have a jam-packed episode with you. We got sports top to bottom, a little bit of T to B, Aaron Rodgers drama. We got a good timeout. Not a great timeout, but a good timeout. Not a lot happened. Uh, we have a Taboo Tuesday, but it might just be Am I a Serial Killer or not? Because I've been polling around a lot of people, and it just sounds like I'm really messed up for this. And then for rank, we're sticking with the Olympics, and we're going to talk about our favorite Olympic events. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Let's take it from the, uh, from the tippy top there. Budget presents Beer League. I'm a little worried about this one. I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm going to get shit on, but whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, guys, welcome back. Uh, good to see everyone. Uh, I'll, I'll start off this week. I'll, I'll start off. Uh, my weekend was really good. I did pub golf on Friday. Dude, I'm telling you, it worked out way better. I'm sad that you guys couldn't make it, but we'll do another one. It was actually so much fun. Uh, me and Tom tied. So we decided not to do a playoff. <laughs> Probably a good we, idea. We both, de- we both decided after nine holes, we're like, you know what? I'll shake your hand like a gentleman and let's just go home. And so we like did that. But uh, it was really fun. We broke it up into games. So we did like ski ball at one bar. We did uh, darts at another bar to connect for basketball at one. So that was really fun to switch it up. Uh, on Saturday, I had a wedding. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A ton of Iowa people. It was two Iowa people getting married. Um, my only downside is it was the day after pub golf. And I didn't know this, but the ceremony was outside in 100-degree heat. Oof. And it rained like 10 minutes before the ceremony, so it was so humid. I literally was out there just like, oh, my God. And it was like a longer ceremony. I was like, oh, my God, come on, like, hurry up. Like, I've never – I I didn't do it in my head, but it felt like I, I gave the flower girl, like, a, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go, wrap it up, wrap it up. Um, so glad I didn't do that. Um, and then Sunday did absolutely nothing, which was beautiful. But this upcoming next three weeks is going to be my banger. I'm off work for a while. I got Lollapalooza this week, which I'm very excited for. We got uh, Dan – and Eric taking their bar exam today. So congratulations to you guys. Ooh, I'm sure you guys did very well. Good luck. But Dan finishes the bar exam tonight. And Ooh, then drives 12, 12 hours to Chicago. And then we go to the festival tomorrow. So I told him I'll buy him a beer and a slice of lose at the fest to like wake him up. Maybe a Red Bull. What a guy. Um, the weekend after that, we got the golf trip. I cannot wait to finally taste beers cooking. Um, maybe we'll record some of it to post on Instagram. Absolutely. We will do that now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, and then the weekend after that, I have a friend's, a friend's camping trip in Indiana. So uh, I will be here for every episode, but that's just a banger upcoming. So I'll just that's be awesome. recapping. Yeah. So it's my busiest time of the year. You know, call me Santa Claus and, uh, I'm very excited. Uh, let's go popcorn beer. All right. So this weekend was pretty sick. I went to Chicago, got to, got to enjoy the city again. Finally. Okay. So I have not been able to go out in Chicago since pre-March 2020. So this was like the first time like really enjoying the city. So came back on Thursday, uh, drove into the city on Friday, got to work with Johnny at his apartment. Uh, we did some, some good work and then you know yeah. we yeah finished working and then we we're gonna be degenerates for the afternoon and evening um it was really fun we went to worker park fest that was really really cool we got to like walk around basically just be in the city around other people from chicago it's the first time like ever almost in freaking over a year that it's happened so it was just wonderful just to be there and just i don't know just enjoy the city again. So that was, that was great. 
had a blast doing that. Got to have some. We we ordered like a whole bunch of food and then just gave it all away because we didn't need it. So <laughs> wow. Um, like yeah. to yeah. friends, to homeless people. Like how how generous were so you? Just people walking through. There was a dude that I saw from like high school who's like, "Is that Eric Beer?" I'm like, "I know that guy. Yeah, I, last time I saw you was a high school party." Like, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Like, and it was just like totally random, but he, he got was so pickles. nice to be back. Yeah, he got the free fried pickles. Um, he was very excited about that too. So wow, I, it was it was a good weekend. It was nice to be home. I got to have Portillos. I got to you know be downtown and enjoy the city again, and go to like a street fest, which I haven't done in so long. So uh, it was it was a blast. It was a blast. I want to come back again very soon. So do it. Every weekend. Yeah, why not? How far of a drive yeah, is it? Like six hours. Studio, yeah, yeah, definitely. That was the one bummer is that I was driving back on the Thursday, and like I could have drove an extra hour and a half at rush hour to like make it in, but I think that would have been a kind of pushing it at that point. But but yeah, no, yeah. But right now, just prepping for prepping for the golf trip. These next couple of days, it's my birthday. Going to be next week on Tuesday. And so that'll be nice. fun. And then golf trip right after, right after that weekend. So um, I'm very, very excited. I'm very excited to, I'm going to pull out all the stops for the boys. So I'm going to take the whole year of smoking meats and all that, all that work and all that uh, knowledge and experience. Exactly. And yeah. we're going to, we're going to put it to use. Are you feeling any pressure boys? because you've been hyping this up for, it feels like years now, and a, this is the moment. There's a bit of, there's definitely a bit of pressure. There's di- definitely a bit, but it's good pressure, you know. If you're, you know, if you feel a little nervous, good because it means something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good <laughs> point. So Especially yeah, no, I, I'm exactly. gonna be your sous chef, beer. I'm gonna help you wherever, you're, wherever you need. And if something goes wrong, you just blame it on me. Yeah, we're gonna see too. We're gonna get back from the golf, like get back from golfing and. There's going to be a little bit to do, but it's going to main, mainly just making sure the temps stay stay put. So it'll be good. I'm excited. I'm excited to show you guys all my fun toys and everything. Here, I think you're the only person in the history of like a boys trip or like a golf outing where you're like, you know what? I'm really gearing up this year. And someone will be like, oh my God, you've been playing a couple of rounds. But like, no, 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 no. I've been smoking a ton of meat. <laughs> golf game, can't promise anything, but I promise you the brisket's going to be moist. I think it's more common than you think. I think there's always a guy that's like really good at like making the meats within the, within the group. So I'll gladly take that if I'm the, the group smoker at this point. So uh, I'm just, I gotta like put my money where my mouth is now. So I'm prepping all the, all the rubs, making sure all that's all good. And it'll be good to, it'll be fun to head to Costco next week and go buy everything. What's going to happen is you're going to be like Gordon Ramsay towel over the shoulder in the kitchen, just watching everyone take their plates and take their bites. And then you'll take a bite and you'll just downgrade it. You'll be like, Oh man, I didn't do very well. I give this one like a B and then everyone else will be like, this is some of the best shit I've ever had in my life. And then deep down inside, you're like, you know, I got to stay humble, but that's exactly how it's going to go. 100%. That's exactly how it's going to go down. We'll see. And I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, I, I want it. I'm going to do it just all my like traditional way, like the best way I know how to do it and trust the process that I've refined to this point. So yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Popcorn Johnny. Well, you guys know about my Friday Wicker park fest. That was a good time. Definitely bought way too much food. Our eyes were way hungrier than our stomachs, but we gave out a lot of food, which is good. So. Didn't go to waste. Um, And Saturday and Sunday, I did absolutely nothing. It was wonderful. It was was so wonderful. It's too hot out anyway. I was going to go golf, but eh, Friday was pretty rough. So I don't know how you did a wedding, wedding, Joe. How long was the ceremony? It was about 40 minutes. That's long. But it felt like like the entire, like... Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, director cut. Like, it felt like four and a half, five hours. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. I almost um, stood up and objected that it's not going fast. <laughs> was it a Catholic mass? Because I feel like those are usually longer. 
So it wasn't even a mess, dude. They had like four or five readers. They had oh. uh, the officiate was just, dude, I don't know if he was testing out his 10 minutes for SNL or something, but he was just joke, 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 oh, joke, God. joke, joke. And I'm like, oh, dude, I do, you do, we all do. <laughs> Let's do it. That's Let's it. go to the reception. <laughs> Happy cocktail hour. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> I've been trying to get Caleb convinced that we don't need a ceremony and to just go only reception. Uh, she's not having it, but I'm breaking her down brick by brick. <laughs> or reception first, and that way the ceremony is way more fun. Yeah, or you have a better chance of missing it, which I like. You just have to like really built in this like I want a full moon wedding, so that means we have to like have a reception before because that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, reception right after your full moon wedding. So now, now you're thinking it through. That's how you spell it. Yeah. Okay. Misdirect. A little misdirection. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> I think in preparation, uh, the next few weeks are pretty, pretty sick for me. A lot of traveling, Colorado, golf trip. Yeah. And I'm sure I have a few other things that I haven't even checked on, but uh, it was, it was good to just take a weekend, catch my breath. And it's going to be a fun few weeks coming up, but um, I actually did play a, a round of golf. Um, I forgot. I don't have a six or seven iron. But I still shot a ninety-two, <laughs> which I'm very proud of. Um, so I'm gonna have to borrow that for the golf trip. But oh, I'll be fine. Those are common are we clubs. Doing yeah. yeah. So the draft is gonna be Thursday night. Tommy, Tom, and uh, Johnny, not you. Johnny Navarro is gonna be captains. They're already saying that they're gonna pick me first overall. I said no, no, no. I can't be picked. I'm the trap. No, that's actually, no, I probably can't do that. Whatever. I'll be picked when I'm picked. I'll be happy. I did. I did try to sandbag a little bit when we were given our handicap. Um, but I think I overdid it. I said I was a 25 handicap and, uh, got a couple of thumbs down. So, Hey, you can't, you can't knock me for trying. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And it's not even for money. I don't even know why I sandbag. (laughs) That's a lot of shit talking. I think that's the grand surprise. What is your handicap? It is a 4.9 right now. Ooh, but if anyone knows anything about like professional handicaps, you always round up. So I just say I'm a five. You're looking good, man. I think you're going to go first overall. So I hope I'm. We'll see. Should I should I bring like a like a hat with both of the guys' faces, like a little like piece of tape I could just put on one of their yearbook photos <laughs> and just put ready. it on there. Johnny can interview me on the sideline like, wow, I didn't see it coming, you know, back in the draft room. Hope I didn't slip. It doesn't even matter. I'll do it even if I get picked dead last. Be like, wow, you know, it's awesome. I can't believe I'm here doing it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Popcorn Nick. Uh, This weekend, I, my cousin and her husband were in town. So Friday night, we went to Tango Sur. Uh, which is a delicious uh, Argentine restaurant um, up near Wrigley. Uh, fantastic steak, BYOB, pretty reasonably reasonably priced too. So highly recommend that place if you've never been to it in the Chicago area. Um, do they still do the singing, like live singing? Uh, there wasn't any singing going on when I was there. I don't know how long ago mm-hmm. they did it. I haven't been in several years, and the last time I went to, they did not have singing either. So. I don't know if that's a usual thing or not. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe you just you got a special taste. Me. Yeah, <laughs> just, for, just for Joe. Uh, so that was good. <laughs> uh, and then Saturday, spent the whole day in Wrigleyville at the game with um, cousin, her husband, my sister, and my brother-in-law and girlfriend. Um, got up to Murphy's around 1130 and did not stop drinking the entire game. I was sweating like crazy, so you're just sweating out all the beer. Uh, the, the Cubs did not win, which sucked, but we made it to several Wrigleyville bars, went to Sheffield's for some food, um, hit up um, Will's Northwoods. So it was like a little mini bar crawl. I was very drunk by the end of it. And then it was like nine o'clock. So I've been drinking for a solid like, you know, 10, 11 hours, which is a long time for an old guy like me. Uh, my girlfriend and I decided to go home, and then I got a, a picture from my brother-in-law later of my sister and my cousin singing karaoke at Trader Todd's. So they had a fucking mm. night, which was pretty impressive. Uh, they're both in their mid-30s. So 
So oh, yeah, nice. it was it was a good weekend. Um, and enjoying the throes of uh, unemployed life. Been in the driving range the last two days, gearing <laughs> up for uh, some some rounds of golf uh, this weekend. So very excited. All right. That's awesome. I like that we're all golfing. This makes me proud. Wow, I didn't golf this weekend. My first time in a while. Um, these selfish people getting married. Um, let's head over to Sports Talk. Uh, real quick, we don't have to spend too much time on it because beer's hat. But I do want to talk about how did an all-out brawl not start after Javi Baez's celebration after that hit? I mean, when he was doing the sweep and the rowing with his bat, He's talking shit. He untucked his shirt. Like that was mind blowing to me that everything was just cool. It was a walk off and then everyone came to defend him like right away. Yeah. They've had their beef. Yeah. They've had their beef for a while, I think. So I think it was kind of like expected. Um, No matter what happened, I think both teams are ready to just kind of go out there no matter what. I heard that picture's a prick. So I don't know. He is. Javi doesn't talk too much shit. He just kind of hits home runs, but he really got upset with him. Or not upset, but he's been upset with him before. I think he's, like, beamed him. And the guy's a dick. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I just was watching it, and I was like, oh, yes, good win. And then I was like, dude, he is just walking the person. He He didn't even do, like, the fake walk when you're, like, the hands flashing on a stop or, like, in between a crosswalk. And so you do that strut. fake jump and then you start walking. He just walked. He's like, I don't give a shit. So yeah. it would have been cooler if he hit a home run with it, but like yeah. it just like bounced. But because there's a there's bases loaded, like even a deep hit would have been fine. Even caught it wouldn't have been his tag up. I, yeah. I didn't know. Was it one out? Like, there was one out. Game, so game was over. Yeah, he had the it was over. Beat. That was it. So <laughs> I was actually I was actually at the game on Monday. Um, yeah. So I was there. I witnessed it. And four hour game, first of all. So it was a long game. Back and forth game. Home runs on both sides. Joey Votto, Wilson Contreras. It was a game for the ages. Getting the bags low. And Javi didn't play at all the entire game. He came in as a pinch hitter, bottom of the ninth, as they brought in Amir Garrett. So Ortega was supposed to go up. They brought in Amir Garrett with the bags loaded and one out. And then Rossi says, you know what? I'm going to put Javi up there. And he's he's got a bruised heel, so he can barely like walk or run as it is. Apparently, that's why he didn't play. He just walks right up there, and they've got five infielders in on him. And first swing, just boom, crushes it. And we're like, that's that's game. He didn't need to run. He knew it was done yeah. right away. He knew it was done right away. And that's what you know. One pitch, Amir Garrett's got like a six five ERA, so he's playing like shit this year. So I think yeah. Javi wins this battle every time. Oh yeah. So he couldn't and wouldn't have walked or wouldn't have run anyway. So yeah, but that, was, that was really cool. Didn't want to hurt him. The last Cubs moment and we'll move on from this one here, but last good Cubs moment was against the Reds. Actually, it was the bottom of the ninth. They were down one to six and they came back and won. Uh, and it was amazing. Holy shit. It was the best sequence of baseball. I think I've seen it in a long time as I was really excited for you when you said you were going to go see him play the Reds or was it the Reds? Yeah. Yeah, it was the red. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now yeah, fire it sale, man. It's sad. Yeah. Um, White Sox had yeah. a had a really close game yesterday too. Eloy. Eloy's you know, back. Eloy. Eloy's back, and he hit a 459 foot home run yesterday. Damn. 110 miles an hour off the bat. It absolutely. He just obliterated it. So. Can I just, I'll just break down this whole situation. So we're basically, it's still in cease versus this dude from the Royals. I forget what his name is, but he's pretty good. And they're going back and forth. We're down like three to one, a majority of the game. Dylan cease is dealing. Like he has like maybe eight strikeouts, goes to the seventh inning, gets pulled. We put Michael Kopech in, in the eighth and he throws three straight like strikeouts over a hundred miles an hour. It's basically like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like basically saying he's equal down. And then, Eloy Jimenez comes in and he's ready to go. And so here, I'll put this, I'll like lay the stage, right? So we get a guy, I think Moncada comes up, uh, gets on, on first, and then steals second, and then steals third. He's like a fucking crazy person. Gets on third, and then they, so we have a guy on third, and then Abreu is up, 
And so what happens is they intentionally lock Abreu. So we have Abreu on first, Mankata on third right now. And then they intentionally walked Abreu because Eloy Jimenez is right behind him. So Eloy walks up and then hits a fucking mammoth home run into like all the way behind like the waterfall in Kansas City. And like it just like it absolutely obliterates it. And then we're now winning this game easily, going the ninth inning, Liam Hendricks comes in and just shuts him down. So it was just it was a nice. beautiful comeback. And like Eloy like hit it and then just knew and started walking, just like, okay, and it was his first home run of the year. Like that was his first first real home run and it's to put us ahead and like, that's what we've been missing. We've been missing like this yeah. firepower. We're still like ten games up in our like okay. <laughs> And so, like, this whole trade deadline is really funny for me because, like, like oh, we're not getting anybody. We haven't traded for anybody. But, like, we have Eloy, who's coming back from injury. And Luis Roberts just got to AAA. Like, he's about to come back. We just got, like, two outfielders that are ballers that are just about to come back on our team. We're still 10 games up. So, I'm wondering what's going to happen at this point for the rest of the season. Like, we could trade for somebody, but I'm, like, I don't think we need to. Why? Yeah. Maybe, maybe like a reliever, but Michael Kopech is now setting himself up as the setup man. That's basically like, I'm going to, I'm going to screw you out of the eighth inning. And then Liam Hendricks is going to come in and shut you down. And mm-hmm. it's like, so I'm ready for that. That's like, I am so ready. The White Sox are like gearing up for this end of the season. Tony La Russa has totally surprised me. So I'm like, he was very happy. Make, he's been, I don't know. Okay. I have not seen a White Sox team be this good, like in a long time. So. I'm going to enjoy this while we have it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure you guys can appreciate it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, Next. Um, Okay. So uh, today, Aaron Rodgers took stage and took media questions and gave a big speech um, about everything that's going on. Has anyone here seen the movie Shark Night? Terrible horror movie, but it's hilarious. Nope. Shark Night? So basically what it's about is like these people bring sharks to fresh water and they like feed them to tourists and they like sell it on the internet. So they capture the main guy at the very end. They sell what on Uh, the internet? They, they like the videos of the shark attack. Oh, okay. They take videos of it. That's So the main guy gets captured at the very end. And this guy, he's like pretty funny the whole time. And he is, uh, he's like, joking around like lowering him into the shark water and then pulling him back up. And he's like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And he's like doing dances and it's pretty funny. And, uh, the main guy is like, Oh, I think I can get out of these, uh, this like knot, but I need to buy some time. And so he just says to the main villain, he's like, uh, Hey, if I'm going out, can you play some ACDC? And the villain just looks at the main guy and goes, I see what you're doing. You're trying to get me to like you. And it's working. And that is exactly how this Aaron Rodgers thing is going for me. Like how nuts it is that the, well, first of all, I'm really happy because the entire 17 minutes, the Packers were probably losing it, losing it. It was terrible. It didn't look good in the slightest. There's not even any spin zone. I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. I hate Aaron Rodgers. I wanted him to retire. And then he comes out and he's like, all I asked for was to be in the room, like, and try to like recruit people. And they're like, nah, we're going to draft Jordan love. And then he literally (laughs) was like, and when they made that mistake of trying to, you know, draft my replacement, he's like, do you not know who I am? Like I went out there and I had an MVP season. I'm like, I'm like, dude, it was nuts. He just went in on the Packers, just being the absolute piece of shit franchise that we know them for and know them to be. And it was great. He just aired out all the dirty laundry. He's like, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. <laughs> it was great. You suck. It was amazing. Like, yeah. What does anyone else think? Because I was like, I kind of like Aaron Rodgers. For the first time ever. Yeah. For the first time ever, I had the exact same reaction to I'm like, shit, I don't know how I'm going to tell the guys on the podcast. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Now. I kind of, kind of don't hate him, actually. I don't hate him. How about that? First snap, uh, I'm going to go back to hating him. But right now. I saw what he was doing. He was trying to get me to yeah. laugh. And it's working. <laughs> it works. I'm telling you. As soon his as we ego, start. Yeah. It, his ego is so. Inflated for sure. A, but he was the MVP free. though. <laughs> yeah. No. He's, he's a, he backs it up. Like he completely exactly. backs it up. Like he's that diva, but is like 
a Hall of Fame diva. Like, so it's just, I don't know. I respect him. It's fun to watch at this point. Like, I love how he's jerking around the Packers because this yeah. is what we talked about. And we were saying, like, hey, guys, um, when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you do anything possible to keep him. And, like, the Packers first were not doing that. And then they were, like, had, like, a come-to-Jesus moment. We're like, oh, my God, we have Aaron Rodgers on our team. We have to do everything we can. And then, like, it's so late now that they, like, went deeper. And, like, now he's, you know, coming right back at him. So it's just fun to watch. And I, I'm liking it. I'm liking it so far. I, and it's just fun because, like, even, like, the reporters are saying, like, we, we'd hate to see if Aaron Rodgers could, like, force them to do anything, like force them to force their hands. Cause that means that a player's he forced them to trade for Randall Cobb, like, and they're all happy that he's back. So it's just fun to see the Packer fans that were like on the side of management and then like completely do a 180. Now that management's listening to Rogers. So it's fun yeah. to see. Um, but you know what? We have like one season left one season. This is their last dance. Let's let's shut them fucking down. How about that? Let's do it. I like the sound of that beer. It's not even close Justin to being Fields, the actual baby. last dance, though. I can't believe they're calling it, it the last dance. It's like that's yeah. it, 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 you've won one championship like 10, 11 years ago. Like, come on. Last prance. 2010. 2010. That yeah. was 11 years ago. And Devontae Adams wasn't even in the NFL at that point. So, how he was didn't win a championship. They haven't even had their first dance yet. So, shut the hell up about being last dance. I like that meme that showed that it was John Stockton and Carl Malone. It's like, this is what they should have used instead. Like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. The, uh, one of the biggest flex, one of the biggest flexes I saw during it is when he is just shitting on Jordan Love. By the way, Beer, they switched not just because they knew that they have Aaron Rodgers. They saw all of minicamp where Jordan Love couldn't complete a pass, and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, we got to keep this guy. But he did a major flex because as he's talking about like, wow, they drafted my replacement. And then I had to go out there and show him what I did. And everyone is like, I was saying the same thing. I was like, oh, what a little diva, like way to be humble. And then it pops up his MVP stats. Dude, it's like 4,000 passing yards, 48 touchdowns and five interceptions with three game winning drives. It's like, dude. Okay, you can flex a little bit. Like yeah. that's like having fuck you money. You got to tell people to fuck you sometimes. Like I was like, oh my god, why am I liking you? And besides flexing, though, I think the the biggest thing that I liked about that whole thing was that he was basically just defending his veteran players that an organization has just been willingly just letting go or giving them shitty contracts and just completely not taking care of the players. But I thought that was really cool. And then he named like a full roster off the top of his head. So I really like that. And obviously he understands it's a business, but at the same time, it does look like a absolute shit show over there right now. And I'm sure uh, the front office isn't in their good graces yet either, since they didn't really guarantee him past 2021. Um, I feel like Randall Cobb is just like a, all right, here you go type of scrap. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how, how, how that actually turns out in the locker room and in the field. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be nuts. I originally went into this thinking like, oh, he's just going to shit on him. He's going to sound like a little whiny baby. And then I was like, oh, that's some good points. I'm yeah. like, wow, you're so good. And then you're like, should we get an extension? They're like, ah, let's wait till next year. And then he has an MVP <laughs> season. And they're like, uh, let's let's hold off on it. And then he's like, well, I'm thinking about leaving. And then they're like, oh, wait, we'll give you all this money. He's like, no, nah, nah, you didn't want me at first. Like, now you just want me because I'm leaving. Exactly. I like that. Nick, do you have any thoughts about this before we move on? Uh, I didn't watch the press conference, but the last thing that you were saying, the whole playing hard to get or, um, you know, just you want you want to get a girl to like you and you go and she sees you with somebody else. You know, it's like that meme. It's like that the meme of the guy with the girl looking at the other girl and then the one girl he's with is pissed, you know, always looking at the next thing. Um, I think that's what got him. I mean, it makes sense. So it's like any other job whoever you're working for isn't going to give you a raise. You go and find a great opportunity say, Hey, there's a great opportunity. And they're like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. We appreciate you. We love you money, please. And then I don't know. We'll see. Their cap is beaten cut to a uh, pretty decent. I think it's like one, one ninety five to one eighty two. So they're down, baby. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. tough. Especially because they want to, they want to pay 
Devontae Adams, too, and I don't think that's... They might lose, like, the number one wide receiver and the number one quarterback. In one of those yeah. Wow. Because Devontae Adams is not budging right now. He says, mm-hmm. if you're the best wide receiver in the league, you've got to be paid for it. So, Who would have thought if they would have drafted a hot, like a good wide receiver one of these last couple years to offset Devontae Adams, maybe he wouldn't have an incredible season like that. Maybe he wouldn't be demanding the highest contract in the league for, like, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, um, uh, this concludes the first and last time we'll ever talk this long about the Packers. Um, <laughs> moving on to timeouts. So a timeout. Where? Where? On the podcast. Oh. Um, okay, the first one that I want to talk about is a big one. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. The boss has entered the chat because Pertillo's has come out with their own spicy chicken sandwich with you asked glad you guys asked with jardinera spicy manic are you kidding me okay so i definitely had this several weeks ago portillo's they entered the chicken wars when i was not home they definitely had this several weeks ago (laughs) and i forgot to tell you guys about it yeah apparently it's been out since march there you go how is it? it Better late than never. It's delicious. It was really, really good. I mean, it looks incredible. Yeah, the 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 hot jarnera sauce I remember being particularly good. Of course, the lettuce and tomato never looks like it does in that picture. It's a little bit more squished, but great <laughs> right. flavors. It's up there. How do you compare it to Popeyes? That's what I'm saying. It's up there. I mean, so I had a Popeyes chicken sandwich today because I had to have one, and Popeyes. Popeyes is still king. Like in my in my book, the Popeyes chicken sandwich is still number one, and uh, this one's pretty close. I, I'll, I'll tell you another one that I had earlier this week that's pretty close. Uh, Budweiser Brickhouse has a pretty darn good hot chicken oh, sandwich. Oh, they got a good one. Yeah, um, not fast food, obviously, but still. Um, so it, we're gonna have to start. Maybe we do a rank. Maybe we do a draft. I don't know. There's there's a lot of possibilities here. Dude, I'm telling you though, the Popeyes, what always like keeps it at the top for me is that price. Like, it's yeah. so cheap yeah. for so much food, and so and it's good too. And just to be like the McDonald, or I'm sorry, the Patillo's one, I heard is like nine bucks, which I think is actually fair. But then you're like, I can get two Popeyes. Like, I'd enjoy two Popeyes, and be like, yeah, yeah, me too. I don't know, it's hard. It is. Yeah, I just got the sandwich today. I just got the sandwich today, and it was like four dollars. Like that's, I'm basically stealing it at this point. Mm, Yeah, that's thievery. (laughs) You're robbing them. You're robbing them blind, but I love it. Um, Oh God. Okay, this next one actually really got me. Um, So I'm not going to use the name because I don't have the name. But a Michigan politician said that he spent two hundred of his campaign money at a strip club. For a constituent meeting, uh, that's hilarious. That's a phenomenal spin zone. This was a constituent meeting. I was meeting my constituents at the strip yeah. club, or maybe they were just the workers there. Like, just be like, guys, you're not going to believe it. Everything was booked except the pink Michigan, or like whatever. Just be like, I like that it was like two hundred dollars because it kind of makes them seem cheap. If you're going to break the law, you should do it a little bit more. Yeah, but a strip club in Michigan. $200 yeah. goes a long way there. What part of Michigan? That's a good point. Do we know? Let's see. A club in the Detroit suburb of Dearborn. So not even in the city. It's just a... Wow. Strip club in the suburbs. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Which was described as one to discuss potential economic projects. Right. Well, yeah, it's a project. (laughs) Potential economic projects. That adds up. That is a hell of a spin zone. It's called the Pantheon Club, where the meeting took place. He described it as a lounge. Ooh. (laughs) And explained he was not sure what kind of establishment the club was, which, just look around. (laughs) Are there strippers? That's why he stayed there and spent $200. Yeah, That's when you great. you walk I didn't know in, what it was. and you, you look around, and there are strippers, and you sit down, 
and then proceed to have whatever meeting you're having, <laughs> and then proceed to spend over two hundred dollars. <laughs> he was asked about it, and he said, "We have to meet people where they're at sometimes." Oh, <laughs> hashtag holla, <clears throat> holla. <laughs> we uh, have to meet people where they're at. This guy's. Wow, the king of spin zones. Economic. It was an economic <laughs> meeting. We have to meet people where they are in the suburbs. Wow. And they have great lamb chops, he said. <laughs> uh, be, that just might be the name of someone there. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the name of someone there. at events dubbed, uh, quote unquote, meetings at various lounges and restaurants. <laughs> so it's, it's a lounge. Said three grand of said chilies. Oh, it's man. a lounge. Seven months he spent six thousand four hundred dollars on meetings at various lounges and restaurants. I'm surprised he didn't spend well, more, to be honest. You know what, though, I think we're missing a point here. Is the man is practicing what he preaches? I mean, he's talking about economic growth, and then he gives money to a small suburb business. Mm. I mean, it's not a big chain. Right back into the money economy. back in the community. I, I like <laughs> exactly. It. Exactly. I like it. Putting his money where uh, his mouth is. I didn't know something would top the basketball player breaking <laughs> breaking quarantine to go getting wings at a strip club and using that as an excuse. But to <laughs> use the excuse, um, I had a meeting with other politicians. Also, all the other politicians got to be like, whoa, what the hell? Why would you have to say that? Like, just lie, my guy. Like, no, I got to tell my wife about this. Like, come on. So, and then gave them a rating on their food. It's pretty incredible. This this guy might be the only honest politician that I've ever seen, honestly. Right? The transparency Almost is actually honest, pretty. <laughs> Almost like we should trust him. He, he's got my trust, that's for sure. Straight shooter, yeah. upper management, not, written he doesn't all lie over to him. us. Exactly, no beating around the bush. Sounds like, sounds you like know, the, great. He sounds like jumps. the type of guy that would say everything like a joke. Like he'd be like at the end of a press conference and be like, "Okay, now I'm going to go spend four thousand dollars at a strip club," and everybody be like, "Ha ha ha, he's so funny." And then he would do it though, and then he like, does. Like, <laughs> and he'd be like, no, but I told you. I said it, didn't uh, I? We thought okay, you were joking. Why would I joke about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, the last one I have is Kanye West. So Kanye West, um, he did a listening party at the Atlanta Superdome, or no, I'm sorry, Georgia Dome. Apologize. And uh, he did the listening party. Everyone loved it. Uh, Andy, our buddy, was there with a couple other friends. He said it was amazing. I've been listening to some of the album that has been put out. I love it. Uh, but Kanye. Uh, didn't love it, I guess. And so he ended up finding like a room in the Georgia Dome and has now just been staying there and re-recording the album. He oh. just made like a makeshift studio. So that's like crazy enough. So there was a soccer game the next day when he was staying there and he got bored, he said. So he just started walking around the stadium. And uh, like, could you imagine the like, why is Kanye West just like ordering a, a ballpark nacho right now? I loved it. He was wearing pantyhose over his head, which is a little odd. Because I like that it's like, oh, because uh, then you won't notice me. I guarantee I would notice someone wearing pantyhose over their head at a sporting event. I'd be like, wow, <laughs> look at that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that makes it pretty obvious. Interesting. So he's just re-recording the whole, th- like the vocals on the whole album. Guess so, man. Donda's going to be a slapper, though. They released one single called Na Na Na, and uh, Baby is the first rapper on it, and he has, like, a sick line. He has, like, a uh, a long bar that, like, ends when him saying minute mark, and he's at the minute mark of the song. It's actually badass. Connie is really good on it. It's going to be back to more of a normal album. It's not going to be, like, Yay or Jesus is King. It's going to be more of, like, a standard album. Um... So that was crazy. I just can't believe he's just like, could you imagine? I like to think that someone was like, ah, like, Connie, I don't think we have a room for you. And he's like, no, I'll just find, I'll find a closet. Like, don't worry about it. Now he's just been living there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think it's I did see. Yeah, I think it's great. I would do stuff like that if I was a celebrity, just like stay somewhere and just walk out during a game and people going nuts. Like, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, it's like 
you know, I saw that tweet that was like, thankfully, we still have like professional artists that are actually insane still. Yeah, <laughs> the, the genius crazy gene that we need to see. We have a guy <laughs> living in a stadium in Atlanta right now. So totally normal. <laughs> uh, quick fun fact about where he's recorded. Uh, there's a really good documentary that he produced that he put out on YouTube. It's the documentary of how they made the watch the throne tour with Jay-Z and Jay-Z has this like talking. He's like, so we were like on our way to England. And then Connie was like texting me from the private plane, just being like, yo, we're going to produce the entire thing in castle around Europe. <laughs> and Jay-Z was like, yeah. nah, man, we have all these studio sessions. So they ended up going around Europe to these super old mansions in actual castles and that's just badass. recording a, a, a album called watch the throne. And I was like, dude, that's so nuts. But if that's you could dope. do it, that's a dope thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Think about that. Like you're going to all these different castles to do. Come on, That's cool. That's sweet. Yeah. I like it. That's dope. That'd be like one of my things. Like if I was Jay-Z, I'd be like, wow, that's going to be kind of annoying having to rearrange anything, but probably going to be pretty cool. <laughs> I'll probably enjoy it. Um, yeah, so Kanye. Oh, the last thing. Uh, all these people that have been tweeting, and a lot of people have been Instagramming me about it, that it was a major uh, sellout move, that he was wearing all of his new Gap clothing. Uh, the first drop is this week. It's Yeezy, his own brand. He would probably wear his own shit. So you guys are idiots for anyone DMing me, because that just makes no sense. As he's making headlines. Yeah, you're going to want to see the product. Yeah, I mean, it's so stupid. They're like, he's wearing Gap now. I'm like, yeah, but they have a partnership. They're like, well, he's wearing unreleased shit. Dude, it's Kanye West. He's going around. He's just sitting at Atlanta, Georgia Dome right now. Like, the man's not all there. You seem to forget Um, that he's going to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. (laughs) Don't treat him like a real human being. Dude. The man in the height of cancel culture said that slavery was a choice, and he didn't like skip a beat. People like, oh, Ben, he's just kind of he's crazy, and everyone's like, yeah, he's crazy. He's and been getting like, past. Yeah, you're right. Because he's nuts. But that's what you got to do. You if you keep coming out with albums like Life of Pablo, yay, you're like, you could you can get away with a couple of things, but if you slip on Donda, we might have to revisit some of these tweets. <laughs> Um, okay, let's head over to the Taboo Tuesday. Maybe someone else is like this. I doubt it. I've been getting a lot of shit on it. Um, okay, let me preface it. So if, uh, tonight, I'll be probably watching some TV on the couch. Once I get tired, I will say, hey, I'm going to sleep. I get up. I go to my bed, lay down, fall asleep. I don't check my phone. I don't look up any videos. I don't read. If I say I'm going to sleep, I'm walking to the room, laying down and going to sleep. I heard that's really weird, though. I think I'd love to do that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Some there are a lot of lot of times where I will go lay down in bed. I'll like not be tired, and like I know this is when I want to go to bed. But then I'll pull out my phone and read some stuff to kind of get me in that mood. But I don't think it's like a oh I hate going right to bed. I'd love to go right to bed. I just can't. Are you the type of person who can fall asleep, like, in public? Not in public, but if I'm in my own house or, like, my parents' On a train? I can fall asleep. On an now, airplane? No. Oh, on airplanes, yeah. Um, Man, yeah, no. I'm jealous. I have a, I have to do, like, a routine to get me in the mindset. Like, I'll be tired, and then I'll go to bed, and that's when I'll be fully wired as soon as I turn off all the lights. Just how it happens. Uh, yeah. So like Kayla gets in bed and then she'll just ask me really weird questions. Uh, a month ago, I was like, I'm going to sleep. She's playing on her phone, watching Dr. Phil. And I was like, just about to fall asleep. And she just turns to me and goes, Hey, this can be a really, really weird question, but is there clams and clam chowder? And then it just woke me up. Like, how, how is this question being asked right now? That's and I was just like, what? And then she's like, no, never mind. Just go back to sleep. I'm like, well, now I'm up. I, I've never expected to hear that in my life. How did you like, get I, here? I, we need to talk now. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I try to do that, but a lot of times I'll end up looking at my phone, watching 
some the YouTube video, finding something to like listen to as I fall asleep. Um, if I if I'm staying at my girlfriend's place, I definitely try and do that because I don't sleep well in her bed because she's got a shitty bed. So I'm like, okay, I need to commit to this right now if I'm gonna get a decent night of sleep. I, I wish I could do that better at home though, because uh, my yeah. bed, my bed's so nice and comfortable. So I just want to lay in it as long as possible. Okay. So I don't well. think it's taboo I what you. I didn't get roasted. I don't think happy. it's taboo yeah, what you do at all. I don't think it's taboo so much as it's. I think it's something everyone wants to do. Yeah, they could it's impressive. Be well, even though I've probably need. Well, no, I've never tried most of these, but <laughs> um, I think I could do pretty well. But number four is bobsledding. Um, <laughs> you just lie there. And then you go really fast. You don't have to do too much. I mean, you do a couple swivels here and there, but I think, you know, my physical uh, abilities would, would be able to handle that pretty well. But <laughs> they go really fucking fast. It's fun to watch. Number three, table tennis, because I could actually play ping pong. And there are some incredible players. Um, actually, shit, I forgot I'm not the best one on the, on the podcast, Joe. You're pretty good at, at ping pong. Have I don't know if we've ever played. Well, I remember you saying there's no one for me to play. <laughs> there's like five people in the room. <laughs> but oh, oh, back in the day, uh, Steve is <laughs> Steve is Steve is really good. Me and him kind of split series. But yeah, if I want to, I could just be a defensive wall, and it's annoying. But I don't like to play like that all the time. Yeah. Well, it's fun to watch. I wonder if they do doubles. I've never seen it, but that would be even more fun to watch. Can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, curling. I could tune into that and just watch it all day. And it's really close to bocce ball, and it seems like something I could definitely do. <laughs> it is very and similar. Number to one, bocce. actually, this this is the one that I wouldn't be able to do too well. But it's the only one that actually gets me feeling very patriotic. Is uh, ice hockey. Um, anytime mm. U.S. is playing Canada, or Russia, or the Soviet Union, I was looking at the list of all the winners. There's a Soviet Union up there. Um, but yeah, that, that's just so much fun to watch. It just goes back so long. And it reminds me of a game in college that me and Beer were at. Uh, what was that game? It was USA versus Russia, right? USA versus Russia. It was a prelim game. I don't it's on my list too. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a 6 a.m. Uh, game. And yeah, it, it was the most fun I've ever had watching ice hockey. I would I would tell the pledges that would interview me that it was my most fun experience in college was that, that was game. Great. Really? So yeah, get excited. It's on my list. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, you can pass the torch to whoever you want. We'll do. And apparently, I'm a I'm a Winter Olympics guy. So I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Nick. Uh, okay, I have a good mix. Uh, number four, I'm gonna go biathlon. Just because it's just ridiculous. It, 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 Cross country skiing and shooting. I mean, I kind of get it that if you're like, if you like live somewhere where cross country skiing is a thing, you probably are like shooting small animals too because you probably don't have a grocery store near you. Um, so I love the combination. I just think it's ridiculous that that's actually like not only a, a thing, but a, like a sport and then an Olympic sport. Like it's multiple levels of just kind of ridiculousness. Uh, number three, beach volleyball, two aside beach volleyball. I'm continually impressed, uh, by these people that play two aside beach volleyball. You got to be able to do everything you're serving every other time you're doing some sort of plays. I don't even know how you can do that with just two people. You're diving into the sand, you're setting and spiking. I mean, you got to cover so much space too. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, that yeah, I, I'm I'm always always amazed by the by those teams. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go curling. So curling a couple years ago at the Winter Olympics, the USA won gold. And I I might have told you guys about this before. I stayed up until like 4 a.m. with a couple of buddies, drinking beers and eating pizza to watch this gold medal game. <laughs> and they could write a movie about that gold medal game. Like four years earlier, the the team captain. They were supposed to do great in curling and he just shit the bed. And then he went back to Minnesota because that's where all the curlers are from and all the ice hockey players. And he and his friends formed this ragtag team of, of curlers and they ended up going back to the Olympics and everything. It was a rags to riches story is absolutely incredible. And ever since then I've enjoyed her uh, curling. 
And you're right, Johnny, it's very similar to bocce. Uh, and then number one, swimming. Uh, we've had so many good swimmers in the U.S. It's a race, so that makes it fun because you're just watching, 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 cheering. It, the, the tension rises overall. Um, you know, obviously, you've got Phelps. Uh, Katie Ledecky's been great recently. Lochte, dumb as shit, but just a great, <laughs> just a fish in the water. Uh, like, like, but so, man, he can move. <laughs> yeah, he can move in the water. It is absolutely insane. So um, that's pretty incredible and, and fun to watch. That's a good one. Oh, All right. Uh, popcorn beer. Let's, I want to hear the story that you're talking about. All right. All right. So there's my big thing about the Olympics is I love team sports that you can play against another country. That's like my biggest. I love that stuff. I think it's like, give me your best, your best players in this versus another country's best player in this. And that is so fun to me. I think that's so cool. So number four, I have soccer. Fine. Okay. Whatever. I, I'm not a big soccer fan, but like I'm a soccer fan mm. when it's in the Olympics. It's so much fun. I think it's like so they're all playing for their country, and these dudes around the world are the best players in the world. And I just love that. I think that's so cool. That's my number four. Super general. But number three, we're going to break away a little bit and go to swimming, the 100 meter relay. So I swam in high school. That's why I'm specifying. It's really fun to watch the 100-meter freestyle relay. I'll just say that. 100-meter freestyle relay. So it's four people swimming 100 meters in a relay. So it's basically a sprint in a freestyle, which is the fastest that you can swim. And it's a relay. So give me your four fastest swimmers for your country, and let's go. Let's go do this. <laughs> and it's so much fun to watch. I forget who won this year. I think it was Australia. I could be wrong at least for the women's like they look good they were fast and it was like it's so fun to see just especially because like whenever i say like take your best players in your country and play play them against each other like take your best swimmers and go i think that's like so much so much fun and then like you actually get in the gold medal game and if it's close and you're watching the game like watching like the race right at the final like it gets serious it's so fun um so that's my number three Number two is water polo. I played water polo in high school. If you guys watch water polo, that shit's aggressive. And it's so much fun. You're just trying to drown each other. <laughs> Basically. Oh, yeah. It's so aggressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, it's even, like, the women's water polo is really good. Like, I watched USA score 28 to, like, 4 against Japan. And it was just, <laughs> wow. they absolutely dominated. So there's, like, three teams that are good. In water polo, there's like uh, there's the USA, and then there's could be wrong. Canada's really good, and then Hungary. Hungary is the best place to play water polo apparently in the world. Random. When I played in high school, when I played in high school, there was a like, oh, we could go to this camp. Well, who was coaching the camp? Some guy from some Hungarian water polo. Okay, so we all have to go to go to that camp because we all have to go get better with this Hungarian coach because apparently he's like the water polo whisperer. So like, that was like super fun. And like, I love like, because I never get to watch water polo and it's basically the same thing as hockey. They have hockey announcers in the gold medal game for water polo because like a man up is the same thing as a power play. Exactly the same thing. So like, it, like you do a, a stupid ass foul, you're scratching someone in the face. Yeah. You're out for a minute. Now they're swimming against five on six, like at this point. So I didn't know it worked like that. That's dope. Yeah. And that happens. That happens a ton. So that I love water polo. It's, it's so fun to watch after playing it, but even <laughs> watching it without playing it, I feel like it could be really cool. But number one's hockey, obviously. Wait, wait, hockey. wait. wait a Go second. Ahead. I just thought of, I, I just thought if rugby or I'm sorry, if uh, water polo players were like soccer players and they flopped, could they just stick, <laughs> to the bottom, like, just stick to the bottom and just like float on top face down? Like, look, he killed him, so he drowned him over here. There, I will give you one thing. There is a half flop in water polo. There's a play where, like, if someone's guarding you really close, you could, like, fake that, like, they hit your arm underwater, and then, like, the ref will call something, and then you get to separate, and basically you get to 
like a free pass mm. in. So if someone's <laughs> guarding you really close, so you can't like pass around them. You could fake, and that happened all the time. And especially when I was watching USA versus Japan, the Japanese players kept doing it because like the USA players would tread these girls out to like halfway in the middle of the pool, and then they'd go like they like <laughs> fake to drop underwater. They call like the foul, and like the, the refs know like this is BS, but they have to call it. And like so, then they get a free like a free pass to throw in. It's just super funny to watch, but it does happen. But then, like, you see a dude come out with, like, a black eye and stuff like that and, like, scratches mm. along themselves. <laughs> so it's it's a super fun sport for not being, like, like a mainstream sport. It's, like, it takes a lot of work to be a really good water polo player. <laughs> so, it takes a lot of work just to stay afloat. I would die yeah. in the first 30 seconds. It's <laughs> a good point. It's so fun, though. I love playing water polo. It was, it was a blast. Um, but my number one is hockey. So... Hockey is great because these, they, I feel like it's one of the most even sports in the Olympics of a team sport that's like mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got USA, you got like the best USA players, you get the best Canadian players. And then even in Europe, all over Europe, got these amazing mm-hmm. players. And it makes like the tournament so much fun. And then it comes down to the, I, I don't know. I feel like that's as close as you'll get until like basketball will get there. Until all these other major sports will get there, I feel like hockey's the closest at being like a global sport that everybody can compete in. So, like there with, with there with soccer, besides the U.S. soccer, it's soccer. So, um, and like my story about the USA. So, it was the USA versus Russia hockey game in the Olympics. I forget what year it was. It might have been 2014. I think it was 2014. 20, yeah. So, it was. It was a prelim game. So this game wasn't this, like, we weren't going to be out if we lost to Russia. It was a game to decide the seed we were playing in in the tournament. So it really didn't mean anything. But, of course, when you're in college, it means everything. It means, of course, USA is playing Russia. We got to beat Russia. So I remember it was the day after our Valentine's Day bar crawl. I remember this. this was in February. Day after it. We went on this bar crawl. We Johnny and I were up until at least four in the morning. Yep. And we woke up at 6:30 to like people like pounding on our door, like, get up, we're going to the game. And we walked out wearing our like gear, like our Blackhawk stuff. And like there were people walking down the streets, walking towards the bars. This is six in the morning. There's no everybody else awake is going to this game. And like I've got people on our like on the phone looking at our group chats. Like, Red Lion, Red Lion is packed. We can't get in Red Lion. We have to go to this other bar. We're like, okay, we're going to go to Cam's. Like, we were always going to go to Cam's. But we got there, and there's a line of people waiting to get in at 6 in the morning at this bar. (laughs) Get in there. This place is packed. I have never been in a bar setting, like, arm to arm, and everybody's looking at the screen and just cheering for something that does not matter. We're playing (laughs) Russia in a prelim game. And people are waving American flags in this bar. It is almost like, I don't know. It was like a heroic scene in a movie. I, could, I can't even, like, describe it. We were in the crowd, and especially because the game was so good. We played, and then it went to shootouts. And we were going to sudden death shootouts. And, like, TJ Oshi, I remember this. Yeah, TJ Oshi from the freaking Blues comes in and yeah. scores a game-winning thing. And we're jumping around. They're playing. Chelsea Dagger, like, after they win. And there's a video. I think there's a video on, like, some barstool thing of Red Lions' reaction of it. That's yeah. exactly what happened with us. It's like we're hugging each other. I'm hugging dudes. I don't even know these people. But USA just beat Russia. Thank God. <laughs> like, in a prelim game, that doesn't matter. But you know what? We were there at 630 in the morning. It was so much fun. I still – I will remember that for the rest of my life. That is That was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. So, like – I still have that memory. I had no idea it was a prelim game. It felt like it was the final game for for gold. Oh yeah, if, that's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it more crowded at six eight. Like, no Friday night has ever been that crowded. It was just, it was incredible. And it was like everybody there. Like when you go to a bar and the sports game playing. Like there's some people paying attention, some people not. But everybody there was watching. Everybody was standing shoulder to shoulder watching this game because that's why you go there at six in the morning. Yeah. That's why you're there. That's when the Blackhawks were good too. So, a lot of the uh, like Blues rivalry 
series, seeing them uh, play together. They brought the people. They were together, all together, so. right? We're cheering on TJ Oshie's going to go score for yeah. the Blues. Like, we'll take that, that awesome. for America. So that was that was so much fun. That is a damn good rank. Um, um, my number four, Badman. Don't sleep on Badman. They whack it so hard that shuttlecock goes nowhere. Trash sport. We've already talked about this. Trash like, sport. Every time they hit it really hard, I always, I like Badman. I love it. I forgot you didn't like <laughs> him, Nick. <laughs> Trash sport. Oh, yeah. Cause he's too, no, cause he's too tall where he could like spike a volleyball for us height challenged people. I can reach over the net with a racket and spike mm. it and feel cool. <laughs> um, my number three is going to be the, like the really high ski jump that gets me. I always think they're going to crash. Like every time they hit the ramp and go up into the air for two seconds, I go, Oh my God, I can't believe he died. Like <laughs> he's, he's gone. Like how do you go that high and that far and land on two, two little chopstick sticks? Like you kidding me? Uh, that one is just badass too. Cause that's something like I always wish I could try, but I know I would break every bone in my body. Um, uh, number two is going to be curling. I love curling. Curling is one of the Olympic sports where it could go from like a USA game to like other countries. And you could like accidentally watch it for five hours and be like, Oh, I guess I've been watching this for a while. You know, like, <laughs> like badminton, like I could do a little bit of that, but I normally watch USA and then I'm like, okay, we're done curling. I'm like, just bring it on. Like, yeah, come on. Country, yeah. <laughs> like do it. Because it's kind of funny. It's like the water polo over like Hungary. You'll be like, Romania's got a curling team, huh? Well, didn't know that. Transylvania's out here representing. You're like, oh my God, I didn't even know you guys had ice. Um, <laughs> and then number one, by far, 2v2 sand volleyball is insane. Because I think volleyball is very hard. Me and Nick played on a team together. I think volleyball is pretty hard. I think it's very challenging. Um, and to see what these two people do is just like, how are you even covering this much ground? And they're never like, if you watch like the girls, they're like maybe six foot, some of them. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, how are you doing this? Uh, but that is always just really fun. And if you notice, all the patrons watching are always just looks like it's a party. Like they look like oh, they're yeah. at North Avenue Beach. And like <laughs> people were just like, oh, let's just check out the volleyball nets and see what's going on. And then it's like an 80s movie where it's like 1,500 people show up, just hammered. Dude, people are doing the beer bongs of the Vuvuzela in Brazil. I was like, dude, this is awesome. It's like, this is someone that was like, hey, I know it's 9 o'clock on a Wednesday, but have you seen these two guys or girls go out there and give it them all? I'm going to drink so much. And then everyone's got like, stuff going on they're throwing stuff i love when the beach balls get put up in the stand because it literally looks like a minor league baseball game but it's for the olympics so i love that so that is my overall rank it's a good one you know uh yeah i i want to say if we if there was one sport we could have for all of us like that would be amazing i think the best olympic sport would be tug of war (laughs) give me the 10 strongest people in every country and Damn. have them pull a rope against each other. <laughs> Back to basics. I think that's it. Where, why not? Right. <laughs> I, I think that would be the, one of the best sports. I was going to, I put that as my honorable mention. I can't put that as on my list, but you know, <laughs> well, what about, what about like the Scotland Highland tournaments they do where they like throw the log to all that stuff. Like I'd watch that. Or the kegs. Oh, I yeah. yeah. Keg toss. Yeah. They're just like, they're like literally like Dink Kong in the game. They just pick up the barrel and they're just like, what? <laughs> they're like, isn't that heavy? And they're like, not really. Boom. And, just throw another one. and then I would like it to be a tag team where another guy has to run and then jump over the barrels. Like it is Donkey Kong, like on the other team. So you could try to bounce it and wobble one. Oh, that'd be fun. That's a sport that we should really get into. We should create that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That could be, that could be big. Um, all right. Thank you guys very much for listening. Um, I forgot to mention who gave us the rank idea this week. I'm sorry about that. I'll shout you out next week. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for sending in all the ranks. Like I said, we're just going to take them off one by one. So please keep sending those. Um, 
thank you guys very much for spreading the word. Uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify. It means a lot to us. We're very excited for all the stuff coming at the end of September or at the end of August before football season. So we're very excited to share that with you. And we have been talking about, a lot of people have been asking, we are talking about doing merch soon. Um, all proceeds will go to charity and uh, we will update you with more, but that's not in the near future, but we'll figure it out. Um, so thank you guys very much. See you next time.